0: the Adam Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome to Conspiracy the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Olivia Hydar. and we are your hosts. I did a solo episode last week. Mm. It was so cold and lonely <laughs> here in the studio. Olivia's back. Olivia how's hey,
0: it going? Hey, it's me.
1: How was your trip to the West Coast?
0: Oh, it was it was lovely. I mean, you know, it, it was exhausting because it was mostly work, but it, it was a lot of fun. I got to see you. We hung yeah. out. We did an episode. That was fun. Then I bought a bunch of weed nice. and I smuggled it back to Indiana, which is which is fun. Don't tell the TSA. But yeah, I was going to say, happen. how
1: much did you get back to Indiana? Uh, like- three
0: ounces, not bad. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: what are we talking about this week? Mm. Check your pants for ticks.
0: Oh, Jesse.
1: Talking about Jesse Ventura, our crack team of researchers and support <laughs> staff stormed the Daily Motion archives <laughs> looking for more evidence that an active cover up is keeping the world from seeing every single episode of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura like God intended. <laughs> and you won't believe what they found. We found two more episodes. That, oh, whoa. Two? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, there's there's two more episodes that are, are just banned. They're banned yeah. from from the from the world. If you go totally. on Totally. If you go on Amazon, it says currently unavailable. And if they're not on Amazon, where the fuck are they?
0: You know? Yeah, I know, exactly. There's where else do you even buy like episodes of TV?
1: Where do you buy things besides? Right.
0: Yeah. Amazon like money. grocery stores, what's that?
1: Yeah. Never heard of them. So We already covered season two, the highly banned second season of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. So now we're going to cover these two straggler episodes that for some Mm -hmm. reason are also unavailable. I feel like we should speculate on why these episodes are banned. Uh, This first one, I think it's just... Because all of this is true. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's my that is my main (laughs) main thinking here. Are you not are you not a harp believer?
0: No, no, not really, especially not based on what is presented in in this episode. Well, that's the thing.
1: (laughs) it's one thing for a conspiracy theory to be believable. And it's a whole other thing for Jesse Ventura to deliver it in a believable way. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, Cause this is a theory that I think there's a good deal of actual evidence that it, it's not, I mean, I don't think it has to work exactly the way people think it works, Right. but the government's doing something else with harp than what they say.
0: I I mean, look, I've said this in the past when it comes when I'm ramping up to being skeptical about (laughs) whatever the subject of an episode is. But like, look, I am not here to like claim that the government could not possibly do the things that it's being accused of uh, as far as harp goes. Like, well, okay, I am going to say that the government is not controlling weather. That's the thing that I'm just going to come down hard on and say that's not happening. And hey, if I'm an idiot later on, okay. But that just – that that doesn't work for me. But as far as all the stuff about mind control and stuff that's happening in this episode, like, look, maybe – like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if I was told that that was actually happening. But, like
1: – See, I'm I, more of a maybe on the weather thing and less on the mind control because uh, – well, like – Manipulating the weather isn't science fiction. Like there's a thing called cloud seeding. Granted, cloud seeding is sort of the basis of Snowpiercer, but cloud yeah. seeding existed before
0: Snowpiercer. <laughs> that's well, a thing yeah, that's but also been done. But like cloud seeding is a is not. Uh, no,
1: it's not the same thing. But it's yeah. still manipulating the. It weather.
0: is, but it's on such a smaller scale than what's being. Not even in this episode. Than in in like conspiracy theories broadly claim about what, how Harp is manipulating the weather in which like, which is kind of thinking about technically what, like what Harp is even doing as like, you know, it's got this very large, we we should talk about what Harp even is, honestly, because people might not know what we're talking about. Yeah. it
1: And for the record, we did an episode about this. We should probably redo it because Mm. I, I feel like, once I get like a year or two removed from something I've put out, like it's like looking at a picture of myself with big ears or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I could have done. So I, I I'm a mess. Like I, yeah. I need to do that better. And I feel like I should redo the harp episode at some point. But we do have an episode out there about harp. It's an acronym that means high frequency mm. active auroral research program uh farp if you <laughs> if you want to be more precise i get sure. why they
0: why they shorten it to harp well it is the, when it's hyphenated i don't think you yeah, usually yeah true
1: the world's most capable high power high frequency transmitter for study of the ionosphere it's uh basically a big field of antennas they're each like 72 feet all. Right. And what the government claims is that they're pointing at the ionosphere to track the weather, I right. guess. And uh, there are critics out there who argue that it is being used for other things, be right. it uh, to control the weather, to manipulate the minds of the masses, like mass mind control Right, is a thing that they say this is capable of. And again, if you watch this episode and you don't have any other prior knowledge of Harp, the governor is not going to sell you on it probably. No. He doesn't he's not good at selling any theory, really.
0: Not really. Yeah, no. I like the closest he comes is when he falls backwards basically into a real thing that exists and is actually like Hurting the world, like with the banks, like we did uh, the episode about Wall Street and and that sort of thing. Like there, he's like found a real thing that sucks, and he's bringing attention to it, and it actually his like weird upfront style actually you know gets to some really interesting truths. But I would say in this case, he is mostly just kind of. Going along with it as usual with what everybody tells him and just believing everything. I should have had you listen
1: to the episode before this because the device in question or the idea that HARP would be able to do what people say it would be able to do, like they touch on it a little bit in this episode, but the guy who developed HARP worked for the Reagan administration and was working specifically on missile defense systems. Right. And that's what he patented this as. Like mm-hmm. that's what he invented this as was a thing that could be used to one manipulate the weather and to act as a defense against missile attacks in the right. United States. So, yeah, the the short version is people think the government's using this as a weapon to right. cause natural disasters. I think the least crazy version of this theory is that this could actually be some sort of viable missile defense system. And I get why sure. the government would be like, yeah, fucking control the weather, believe whatever right. you want. It's fine. Because exactly. they're not like, there's, there's no way if this is actually a missile defense system, the American government's going to be like, and here's our beautiful missile <laughs> defense system.
0: Right. Or that, like The likes or, of
1: which no other nation possesses.
0: Right. But it's also possible that like the whole missile defense thing was basically just what this guy, you know, talk about Ted Stevens, Ted Stevens, Ted's. Well, Ted Stevens was the guy, uh, the Republican senator who helped uh, push the, the project through in the Senate. No, uh,
1: there, there's a guy named Bernard Eastland.
0: Bernard Eastland. OK, but I mean, it's Steven? also possible that it's just they want money for Alaska and now they're using it for. Like whatever, they're shooting uh, things in, the, like radio waves into the ionosphere or whatever. But yeah, like it could also be a missile defense. I find both of those thing like reasons way more compelling than weather control simply because that would take so much energy and we would know we would notice other places would notice like so much. Well, it's one of those
1: things where there are people who claim they have visual evidence of this happening. And then it's a matter of, do you believe that like, to me that comes down to like UFOs. Like, sure. I guess you hear people who are so vehemently against UFOs who are like, well, where's the evidence? It's like people fucking post it all the time. And you, don't believe it because it's not bush telling you that it's <laughs> ufos
0: right well i but like but what I, I this is a whole separate conversation but like what does visual evidence even mean when we're talking about something that uses invisible energy to cause changes in the atmosphere the example
1: they use now i'm getting uh, my wires crossed as to whether this comes up in this episode or in the cbc documentary about harp but The example they use is changes in the Northern Lights and Mm -hmm. Aurora Borealis, if you're a science nerd like me and Olivia. Uh, Right, of course, yeah. Huge science nerds. Uh, Big car people, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. People don't
1: expect that. Huge car people. (laughs) Uh, But that's the thing they cite is, well, when this is operating and – the Aurora Borealis is different, and then they tie it to different natural disasters. I still think the weather is – I mean, I think it's more plausible than mind control, but I still think the like, missile defense system is the most plausible explanation. Yeah, I think that's the system. thing. Like, It's what I want it to be. That's for damn sure.
0: I mean, it makes sense on a, on many different levels, especially if it was built during the Cold War. It makes sense then why it would be built in Alaska like it just kind of all yeah you know ties together very nicely whereas and, and you know we'll we'll get into this much deeper as we get further into the episode but like the reason i lean more towards mind control as a slightly like barely more plausible than than weather control is just because we know the government's tried to do it before and the government doesn't really try on large scale weather has never really tested that before as far as, you know, we well, don't have any records of that. As, so. as,
1: as far as we know,
0: well, if, if sure. the government
1: had their way, we wouldn't know that they tried out mind control.
0: On people well, either. right. I know. But also we do know. Like and that was because they declassified it because it didn't work or at and least didn't work in that way.
1: Well, no, we don't we don't know about the mind control because they declassified it. We know about it because of the church committee hearings and because a few documents got filed in the wrong place. Otherwise, that would have died with history. But with this, there are some weird government ties to it. Like one of the things that comes up, I don't think in the episode, but in the the theory in general, is that there are Air Force documents out there. That are like, well, one of the things we're really interested in is can you control the weather for right. military purposes? And there was a point in history when the website for Harp very specifically said that, and I think I linked to this in the notes, but it very specifically said that one of its purposes was for defense and mm-hmm. for uh, studying the weather for defense purposes. And they eventually just took that part out of the description on the <laughs> website and never really explained why. So there is some suggestion that at some point, at least in the past, the government viewed this as a thing that could be used for defense or wartime sure. purposes in some sure. way.
0: So, yeah, which, which it, tracks with missile defense.
1: It does. Yeah. That Again, that's what I want it to be. This theory all centers around a thing called the Eastland patent. It was developed by a guy named Bernard Eastland. We'll link in the show notes to a clip of him talking about this device on NPR in 1988. And he, in that interview, they ask him if this is a thing that could be used for defense purposes or if the Pentagon has reached out to him about that. And he just straight up says, yes, the Pentagon has reached out to me about that, but I cannot disclose the nature of that contact. So there's that too. Uh, But the sticking point is that the official patent calls for a single beam of energy that you would fire into the ionosphere. And that is how you would manipulate the weather. And what the government's line has always been is we don't have a single beam that powerful. We have
0: 180
1: far less powerful beams
0: it says for the weather, or does, it, or is this talking about for missile defense?
1: In, what do you mean? This beam,
0: I, I could, I, I, I lost in where. The, we're,
1: in the patent, it's right, a yeah. single beam, and it's for. Here's the thing: it's for both. Like he pitches it as. I think in the patent as a thing that could both control the weather and act as a missile defense thing. And he cites a Nikola Tesla, uh, I don't know if it was a patent, but plans that Tesla had for a similar thing that would manipulate weather. Right. And the government's defense has always been, well, yeah, what's in the patent would work, but it's a single beam and we have 180 beams. And in this CBC documentary that we'll link to – Someone gets access to a government, basically, operation manual about HARP, and it very explicitly says that all 180 of those beams can be concentrated into one much stronger beam. Sure. Well, no, they, sure, but the government denies that when people
0: ask them about it. They're like, well, no, no, I mean, I'm saying, sure, from the point of view of someone who doesn't know shit about how any of that would work, is the thing. And this is the problem with a lot of this stuff is like, I, you know, it's a lot of people who aren't scientists, mostly, cl- or at least not in this specialty, like claiming a bunch of stuff that I don't know. It's a big it's a big ask. And yeah. like, even though the patent might mention stuff about weather control, that doesn't mean that 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 is any real basis in like, reality, as long as the mechanisms are accurate, like, it doesn't – the outcome isn't really necessary. Yeah, but the
1: person who is most adamant that it can be used for that is the scientist who developed
0: it. Right, before it existed. Like, you know, so – No, it, like,
1: Harp exists. Like, they right, – but he, th- he filed this patent in 1988, and they pretty much started working on right. building it right after that.
0: That's what I'm saying, though, like – before it was built, before you know, like the, I just say it, there's not a lot. I don't know,
1: yeah. I just don't know if the government would have pumped that much money and effort into it if there wasn't some science behind it. But I don't but know, but also,
0: I don't know, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and I'm obviously no expert, and like, so I don't want to talk out my ass. It's just that I, I, I'm I, gonna need even, I'm gonna, I, I know that this is a like whatever cop out, but I just am going to need some pretty hardcore evidence, like hardcore evidence, to prove that the the weather is being manipulated. Yeah. I just like I'm going to need that. I, I and I, I can't really do anything about. It. I, I I just that's yeah, where my mean,
1: like I said my I still think it's most likely that it's a missile defense thing. But that's I think also, that makes the most sense. That's also not a thing the government is upfront about. Right. It's more a question of is harp just a thing that studies the weather or is it a thing that does something else? Right. And I think there's a good chance it does something else. It just it seems like a lot of effort just to monitor the weather. Like I I don't know why you couldn't put that somewhere less remote. Well, because there's remote and then there's where Harp is.
0: Well, right. But also, I mean, I would guess. And look, again, I'm not not an expert, but a lot of these things, like the very large array in in New Mexico, they need open spaces in order to function properly. They can't be around a lot of interference, especially if we're talking about radio signals, then it's going to want to be in a remote place so that there's not a lot of radio interference regardless.
1: Yeah, I get that. But still, like, this is this is like when (laughs) civilization collapses 500 years from now or 500 years after archaeologists are going to (laughs) find Harp and be like, what the fuck was this? (laughs) It is going to be the Stonehenge of their day.
0: Well, I was going to say, I mean, like, that's fair. And like, I agree. Obviously, except for it won't be nearly as durable as Stonehenge because it's made out of metal and is going to rust. But uh, or, you know, oh, at least...
1: wow. Now who's the scientist?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. And also, like, we, we have a lot of archaeological, like, artifacts that we have today where we're like, what the fuck is this being used for? I don't understand this at all. And, uh, you know, that's of course it'll happen. I hope it does. That'll be funny. Yeah. But I like so. I. The thing that this just that harp always reminds me of, and I mentioned it, is the very large array in in New Mexico, which is a very creepy installation and a very weird looking thing. If you are just looking at it without knowing any of the context for why it exists and why it looks the way it does. And, you know, I think that it's very easy for that to be a similar thing that's happening here, where we get a very weird thing that kind of looks like a, like if you see a picture of it, it kind of looks like, uh, like a surrealist, like, power plant or something, like, I don't know like, it's very odd it's yeah, it got like lots of, yeah, like something
1: Tesla would come up with
0: yeah, a little bit, a little bit but also like, partially is it partially is, yeah I mean, but yeah, anyway it, it's a weird thing, so I get why a bunch of people would be like coming up with like reasons why yeah. it might be so creepy. So
1: let's get into this episode. Yes, please. Oh, here we go. It's on daily motion. You gotta know how to manipulate the internet to find <laughs> it. Or just click in the show notes, we'll link to it. I was very nervous right away because the lip sync in the intro of this episode is approximately the quality of a kung fu movie. Okay. I'm glad
0: that it wasn't just me. Okay, that that's good.
1: Yeah, I was scared that was going to carry on the whole time and that would have <laughs> that would this would have turned into an audio episode of conspiracy theory with Jesse it- Ventura because I wouldn't have been able to watch
0: uh it it would have been tough and i uh, but i did want to say i i wanted to read the description from the from the daily motion channel i took a screenshot of it cuz i thought it was very funny here is the best documentary on control mind made with emp and radio frequency and how to walk a path to defense against it
1: <laughs> what yeah it is almost none
0: of those things no, it's definitely not a documentary. It's just oh, an
1: episode of a true TV show.
0: Yeah. Uh, true T-R-U TV,
1: the name of the network. Now, right, of course, of course. Not that this is the essence of
0: television. This is true television. This is, this is what television was made to be. <laughs>
1: exactly. So the governor, he gets a call from a guy named Jerry Smith, if that is your real name. Oh, ho. And they meet at a bar in St. Paul. Great city. Absolutely. The guy he's meeting with is an author of a book about how harp is secretly a weapon. And I don't get why they play this up like Jesse has no idea what they're meeting about. Yeah. It's like you're meeting a guy who wrote a book about harp on the harp episode of your show, Jesse. <laughs> Fucking cut the drama.
0: Yeah. Well, this was an early one, right? This is one that got Yeah, uh, this banned. is
1: season one, episode the, two. They came, so, out, came out of the gates hot.
0: Yeah, maybe he's like they're still trying of figuring out the format of the show a little bit. That explains a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, the next episode we're going to cover. It's way at the other end of the Ugh. spectrum. It's from season three, and I would argue it's worse. This show, oh, in terms yeah. of production, gets worse as it carries on. Right. Yes. This, this was like this was the this was the golden years. <laughs> this was the glory days of conspiracy yeah. theory. I almost called it conspiracy. The show. Hey, hey, we should get Jesse Ventura to host this. We just fucking kick back
0: and chill, do the research. I've said it before. <laughs> I would like to smoke weed with Jesse Ventura. So I, sh- I definitely would like to do that. I would be into it.
1: Yeah, he's he's one of the few guests that I would just let uh come on and ramble Joe Rogan yes. style, at least Absolutely. for a little while. Eventually, I'd get high enough that I'd be like, <laughs> all right, no. That's enough. Nine Eleven was not holograms. And yeah. No, Trump is not a good president.
0: I, oh, yeah. Is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, I never mind. I think he might be. Well, then I rescind my invitation to smoke weed with me. Trump supporter. But I, I would uh, like to play the game where I try to see what I can get him to believe. Like, Oh, hell yeah. Just like straight face come up with the most insane theory I could think of. Like, did you know... The government uses unicorns to give vaccines. And, like, he'd be like, that's that's interesting. I had never heard that theory before. Do you have any evidence to back that up? And I would say, yes, Jesse, I do. I have these papers.
1: Oh, I wouldn't even say that. I'd be like, yeah, sources told me.
0: Oh, that's a good
1: call. And he'd be like, holy shit, sources? Fuck, sources. wait, Wait, did you say horses? resources (laughs) resources <laughs> sources Jesse not horses uh so <laughs> the lip sync ends up being fine so yeah I was, it's fine it's fine it's fine I was I was happy about that Jesse he goes to meet Jerry Smith Jerry gives a really basic rundown of harp he gets the number of beams wrong he says it's <laughs> 360 and it's actually everyone else always says 180 but I don't know and uh he says they can all consolidate into one They don't dwell on that, but that is actually a point of contention. Right. uh, One side says, no, they can't. The other side says, yeah, they can. And that's kind of the the crux of the issue. If they can, then this is the Eastman patent. And if they can't, then it's not. So he suggests that this is, at least in part, a ground-based Star Wars defense system. And that I can see. But I could also see it being a maybe obsolete Ground defense system by now, because right now we're h- fucking with hypersonic weapons. Those right. may be a whole different thing because at one point the government did hand this control of this from the Air Force over to like fucking Baltimore Parks Department or something weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. The idea of it being like now defunct as a military operation also fits with how they have been operating recently, where they've been doing like open houses and stuff and letting people in. Like yeah,
1: they do an open house every two years, or at least yeah. that's what they said in the
0: episode. I don't know if that. I think it's every year now. Oh yeah, yeah. We got from what I was one reading. Those, we got. To I would hit love one. it. Yeah, I would. I, I would. I would hop on
1: an Alaskan cruise. Yeah, like, and, and then I'm sure Harp is easy to get to from there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I'm sure it's real easy to get to. Yeah, you probably have to be smuggled to it.
1: <laughs> you can't even just go
0: there. I'm gonna ride on a tornado.
1: So he talks a little bit about how Harp eventually falls into military hands. That's sort of the the way he puts it, mm-hmm. and he suggests it's a ground based Star Wars defense type system. But he's also the one who says that it operates on the same frequency that brainwaves operate on. Right. Meaning it's also capable of large-scale mind control. And it's like this is some infomercial shit. Yeah. Like what else
0: can it do? Right. Well, this is the thing. And and again, this is where I get into the weeds with like there are way too many – theories about this thing it can't be all of them i'm sorry oh, i 100 percent ca- agree with that it can't be mind control and weather and everything else i'm and just also-
1: surprised we disagree on the most unlikely of the three because i'm right. sure, yes, yeah. sure that we would both agree mind control is the least likely but
0: no yeah no <laughs> i mean look again but we don't want to get back into it but no no, no, no. but he, the thing is like I really feel like, first of all, I don't know about the quote-unquote frequency that the human brain is on. I don't know what that really means in this context. But also, if there is a radio frequency that the human brain operates on, it seems like that would be a bad frequency to do other stuff on. Just because gonna, you're going to have a hard time operating that equipment, I feel like. Oh, for sure. <laughs> if you are... Like working at the station that blasts the same brain frequency as you. I feel the same way
1: about people who are like, well, 5G technology is used to spread COVID. It's like, well, then everyone who installs 5G technology would have COVID. That's it. I'd not heard that specific <laughs> oh, COVID yeah. It was period. an early one. It was an early that- one. Because people were like, "Well, it coincided with 5G internet being released in Wuhan," and it's like it also coincided with it being released in like nine other cities in China that did not have any cases of COVID. So, like, okay, it's just very like, how the
0: fuck is 5G supposed to transmit a virus? (laughs) I don't understand that at all. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I know that we're way off topic.
1: It's not Jesus. your grandparents' internet, Olivia. This oh my 5-2. God. Welcome to the metaverse. You know what? I Maybe.
0: Know. I, like, how do you not believe that, we're, like, mine could, like, was turning us stupid or some shit? <laughs> like, come on!
1: I do. I think it's just on the internet.
0: No. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, again. Well, I I, I just want to say, before we get into the people, we're going to have a team meeting, but before we get into the people that they talk to in this episode, I just want to say, really bum me the fuck out watching this episode from that angle. Because these people are very, uh, they make me... Very sad because they are going through a lot.
1: Well, yeah, the, the experts he tracks down in a lot of cases, it's like, oh, this isn't yeah. good television. This isn't, this isn't no. quality production right now. Yeah. But first, it's time for a team meeting.
0: Of course. of course.
1: Team meeting time. June Sarpong says she has tracked down a physicist who says Harp does exactly what people say it can do. And he's going to perform
0: an experiment to prove it. mm.
1: It's an interesting experiment.
0: Uh Well, yeah. And it's interesting because people say it can do multiple things. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'd there's like a couple of experiments one. in this that I'm very skeptical of. I'm like this isn't really proving what you <laughs> Yeah. what you think it's proving. Yeah. Uh and it, it seems like they're they're suggesting that it doesn't seem like they're suggesting they are suggesting that that huge tsunami in Indonesia in right 2003, 2005 something, something like, like that. that yeah
0: in mid 2000s
1: yeah that that was caused by Harp and mm. Alex the Skeptic pipes up and is like why would they do that <laughs> and it's either Jesse Ventura or June is like dude maybe it was an accident maybe they were just testing out harp and that's what yeah. happened and they're like eh, maybe we know but like all works
0: at a certain point it just becomes weird government fan fiction
1: that's the thing they really don't do a good job presenting evidence in no. this so now they hit the road alex the skeptic he's headed to fairbanks alaska to meet with one of the heads of harp research Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Michael Braverman, who by season three, they're just calling Braverman.
0: Yeah, I I missed his first name. I missed his first name getting dropped. He's headed to Stanford University to
1: talk to uh, harp researchers also. Mm -hmm. So it seems a little redundant that we're both going out to talk to harp researchers. Yeah. And also, what does harp researchers mean? Uh, Right. In theory, we're harp researchers.
0: Yeah, I mean, technically, as as I've demonstrated this episode, I, I have such a wealth of expertise on the subject.
1: Yeah. Where was my uh, where was my phone call when we're
0: <laughs> making episodes about Harp? Uh, I do want to say very quickly that I'm very like, I, I can't believe I'm saying it. But I'm I was glad that it was Alex, the skeptic in this episode, who somehow is the least annoying of the skeptics on the show. I don't know how, but he is.
1: Yeah, probably. There's only the two skeptics, though, right?
0: Well, yeah, I guess the other... guy. I'm thinking of the new characters in the next episode uh, who I guess aren't skeptics. Definitely aren't skeptics. Uh, One of them
1: certainly is not a skeptic.
0: The Ozark.
1: (laughs) Ozark. Okay,
0: but... (laughs) The Ark of Oz, don't you see it? Uh, So, yeah, but, like, I think... Alex is better than Daniel, I think, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Daniel sucked so bad. I hated Daniel.
1: Yeah, he was a piece of shit. So Braverman, he's talking to these two Stanford boobs, Uh and they they seem like they're they're a little out of their depth. I don't think they expected to be answering questions from the conspiracy (sighs) theory team. Right. I think they thought this was going to be more. So tell us, how does this monitor the weather? Right. And, uh, no, they're getting they're getting hit with the hard questions. Yeah, there's no softballs being lobbed at this team. And uh, the person Alex was going to talk to just finds out who he's with and is like, "Nope, no thanks. And, yeah, we are not going to do that. We're well, not going to talk to you."
0: That's the other funny little tidbit that I found was that uh, there, like apparently, like an Air Force spokeswoman was like, "Yeah, he." Uh, he said he was he wanted to come. He he made like an official request to come visit, and he said he wanted to, but uh, we said no because it's a conspiracy theory show. And then he and his crew they showed up anyway, and so we denied them access.
1: <laughs> yeah, classic. classic, classic Ventura conspiracy theory with Jesse yep. Ventura maneuver. <laughs> Early on in the series. So, what do we think of June Sarpong and this experiment that Dr. Brooks Agnew at runs at the conspiracy <laughs> theory offices? He seems to have built a device designed specifically to show that HARP does what it says it does. The problem is, not a single person he will ever show this to has the understanding of science or weather necessary. To know if that thing is actually doing what Harp does, and this beyond the, that, this is not an impressive looking experiment no, that's whatsoever. The thing. It, it,
0: it's for the it's the whole rub of the whole thing, which is they are not sh- giving any of the "quote unquote" evidence to the people who know what any of it means, and also. This thing was chintzy as hell. Like I went to the while I was in L.A., I went to the Griffith Observatory and it had thing like exhibits that were more convincing than this fucking little cloud box or whatever the hell it was.
1: It looked like a vaporizer. I want to smoke yeah. weed out of this thing.
0: Like Jesus. Like, there, yeah, there's no way that we could ever verify <laughs> what was happening inside this machine. It just it's impossible. They're like, unless we get to take a look inside of it, actually. So this
1: Dr. Brooks Agnew suggests that the reason the first war in Iraq turned out the way it did is because that was an early example of us deploying Harp, And that's why troops just gave up in mass the way they did, because we controlled their minds and made them do it. And I don't know. I would have given up, too. If you look into the first war in Iraq, another thing we've done a podcast episode about uh, on a show called The 90s Sucked. Look into the highway of death. Yes. You'll understand why people surrendered without risking a battle with the American military. We were slaughtering People <laughs> has
0: has he not looked at the history of American warfare? Like even in the 21st century. Like, come on, man, you're in 2011 with this shit. Like, you can't tell that. Like, this is just what we do. Yeah,
1: and if people aren't familiar, the, the Highway of Death. There was this uh, situation that happened during the first war in Iraq, where I believe it was people were told to get out of Kuwait mm-hmm. and return to Iraq. And there was one stretch of highway that they were able to take to do this. And the American government's like, get the fuck out. And uh, once people start fleeing, (laughs) we blocked both ends of the highway and just started bombing the shit out of it. I think the highway of death speaks more to why people were surrendering
0: the way they were in the Iraq War. Well, but also they weren't all surrendering no we there was a war we were fighting so for one thing why didn't we just make them all do it and for another thing the people who surrendered uh saw what happened to the people who didn't and look i'm not an imperialist i think it's awful what we're how we're conducting ourselves around the world but like if i'm a republic guard soldier in the the first uh, war I'm going to fucking surrender too. Like, obviously.
1: Yeah. And my last gripe with this part of the episode is, well, if the military can do that, well, what happened in Afghanistan? We were in Afghanistan for – there are people I know who have been alive less time than we were in Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, why didn't we just maybe fire this weapon at the Taliban
0: 10 yeah. years
1: ago? Something like that when, when we had it. So –
0: I don't know. I don't know. I I, I do know. I know that that didn't happen. I know that the, the, that (laughs) Harp, I'm just going to say it. I don't think Harp was used to get Iraqis to uh, surrender in the first Gulf War. I do love the apocalypse scenario
1: that this doctor says Harp is capable of producing. Basically, he says, look, you're shooting all this energy up into the ionosphere. If for some reason that gets deflected back to Earth, You are going to have, and this is a quote, a lightning bolt of devastating proportions. Picture 50 Mount St. Helens volcanoes going off every second for a minute. And I did picture that. And (laughs) hell yeah. Yeah. That is how I want the world to end.
0: Are you kidding me? I would watch that movie. Absolutely. It's going to be
1: visually stunning.
0: Yeah. Like if if Roland Emmerich, you know, wants to make and like fuck that guy but like if he wants to make a movie uh about like harp like causing crazy lightning strikes that destroy the world i will watch it i i absolutely yeah. will but uh the, like this is again the whole problem like this guy is just epitomizing the problem which is he's saying it's doing like four things at the same time that don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah. so like shit man <laughs> Uh, I feel like pick a lane and maybe try to, you know, choose that one instead, because also there's no way that it's going to cause lightning strikes. Do you know how much energy there is in a lightning strike? So much.
1: So it's time for another team meeting. At this team meeting, June suggests they talk to a guy named Nick Begich, and Uh he is kind of the, like, he's the leading figure in anti-harp, uh, the anti-harp community, the, the DIY anti-Harp community. (laughs) And he says he will talk, but he'll only talk to Jesse. And June says it's because his brother is a senator, so he trusts Jesse. To which Jesse replies, a U.S. senator? (laughs) It's like, no, Jesse, a Venezuelan senator. Right. What kind of of question is that? So Jesse heads out on the road again. He's heading to the head of the dragon. He's going directly to Hart. Of course, it's in Southwest Alaska, so it's on another planet, basically. <laughs> I've said this before. I feel like we bought Alaska mostly for research and development purposes. We were like that. Yeah, we can do we can do something with that land, and it's not even connected to us. So if things mm-hmm. go wrong, ooh, sorry, Canada.
0: <laughs> so <Sure. laughs> maybe I look. I'll, i what you know. It definitely uh, didn't make sense for mo- most other reasons. So. Well, my sources tell me. So, oh, of course. Sources yeah. do well
1: then then of course it must be true. The government pumps those sources into my head using
0: HARP. <sighs> Jesus it's fucking Christ. A
1: vicious vicious circle. So Jesse's getting a helicopter view of HARP. It does look pretty creepy. Sure. Uh but any installation of anything in the middle of nowhere looks creepy.
0: Yes.
1: Someone in the helicopter mentions that the employees at HARP don't really know exactly what HARP is used for, which that would definitely be true if Harp is yeah. being used for nefarious purposes. Sure. Like, there's going to be... Most of the people aren't going to know that. Right. Because that's that's going to be a hard secret to keep.
0: <laughs> also, was Alex flying this helicopter? I could not tell. He was in the front. <laughs> he sure was. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's a pilot.
1: Yeah, he was where I would expect Jesse Ventura to have been.
0: Yeah, like, maybe they, like... That's a that's a, you know, skill that they should have used more later on if he's a helicopter pilot. And as you mentioned earlier, they tried to
1: arrange a tour ahead of time. And yeah. the people at Harp were like, absolutely not. No, thank you. <laughs> so they just show up and start ringing the buzzer. And I love that the people at Harp just disable the buzzer. And it's just like either that or Jesse. Probably. Right. What do we think of the creepy civilian who just shows up when they're there and is like, yeah, he was weird.
0: He's a weirdo. I mean, sure. And like, look, maybe, maybe he's just some random guy who got on camera and they got him to sign a disclosure agreement. But look, the show, and I don't want to cast aspersions on conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura, but it uses actors. It, it, you, we know it uses actors. Like, we what? know it does, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure one of his regulars is in this episode, if I'm not mistaken. If not, it's the next one, uh, Mr. White Van. But... Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this guy was like, some random guy... It's
1: a confusing moment. This guy shows up and is like, look, if we were just in the bar and you were, you know, shooting the shit and you brought up Harp and you were like, can can I get a tour? Maybe things would be different. And Jesse Ventura is like, so if I turn the cameras off, we can go in? And he's like, absolutely not. (laughs) What are you getting at then? Just why why are you even here? And uh, Jesse Ventura says, when I get denied something, I do the opposite of getting intimidated. I get angry. (laughs) And then they just get the fuck out of there. Right. And then they leave. Something starts – they claim something started interfering with Uh the camera equipment, which would be hilarious. Yeah. No, that's good. Someone was like, just point one of the beams. Just one of the beams down there. Uh,
0: Like (laughs) – but they could have just, but again, we're talking, if we're talking about a beam, then like it, it makes it difficult to believe that it's directed at the ground for any reason. But, uh, you know, like they could have at least like run a magnet or something over the top of the camera, like does something to make it go like <laughs> squiggly, you know, to like really sell the camera distortion. It would have been good.
1: Yeah, it, w- it would have helped. But, I mean, this is such a long time ago. They, we didn't – I don't think we even had the technology. Oh,
0: of course. Of course. We didn't have magnets back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but also, this is the second episode. I guess they are still figuring out how to, how to bullshit.
1: Yeah. They're still crawling. They're still learning to walk <laughs> at this point. June heads off to talk to the son of Bernard Eastman the scientist behind the Eastman patent. Mm -hmm. He says his dad developed Harp strictly for Cold War defense purposes and to do good around the world. Sure. He says his dad (laughs) developed this thing just for, you know, to do good and to protect the United States. And for one if that's true, like, how much of a fucking idealist were you uh, working in the Reagan administration that late in the Reagan administration? (laughs) And you're like, oh, they're just going to use this for good. It's fine. It's like, of course it would have turned into a weapon if it was capable of being a weapon. And I don't know that I trust that his dad didn't know that. Right. Like, you're not going to just... Tell your kid you helped the government build a death ray?
0: (laughs) Maybe you would if you worked for the Reagan administration. I guess, yeah.
1: Yeah, just working for the Reagan administration. I wouldn't want to tell my kid that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So Eastland is the best source they talk to because he is uh, intimately familiar with the person who developed this thing. So, of course, they spend the least amount of time talking to him. And they move on to Jesse (laughs) – Heading to the village next to Harp. And this is a oh, yeah. weird, weird, weird moment. For one thing, he sends a private investigator first because he hears that the, the locals don't don't like when strangers show up. Mm-hmm. And he sends this private investigator and she comes back and is like, yeah, the locals don't like when strangers show up. And so, of course, Jesse and the team then just go knock on the door of every local in town hoping to find someone who will talk to them so it's like what was the whole private investigator thing even for? (laughs) just sounds cool yeah i feel like she was just going around asking questions and also being like hey if a guy who looks like he's from the government shows up don't shoot him it's just jesse ventura he's he's here from the anti-government uh
0: i feel like we have totally missed talking about like the interviews with like Harlan Gerard and the people who claim to be targeted by this like mind control from Harp. Like, uh, cause that, that comes out throughout the episode. And I found that that's the part where I was saying it. I find extremely sad because he also talks to some people up close. I think he also talks to some people, uh, like closer to Harp.
1: But, yeah. He he talks to, well, he goes to the village directly next to right, Harp yeah, and talks yeah. to a bunch of people there.
0: Right. Uh, but then he also is talking to like a few other like the guy. Uh, um, I sent you a, t- a link for this article that has a lot to do oh, with. Oh this yeah, episode, I read actually. that.
1: Is that that guy's in this episode? Yeah, that, he's the
0: old guy in the episode. Oh yeah, the yeah, very yeah. old man who uh, we we've we've skipped. But like he's there, there's several cutaways to this guy and to a couple other people talking about their experiences with mind control. And I mean, the, the problem with these segments, uh, I just want to touch on them because it really made an impact on me. But uh, the problem with these segments is that they are just very sad uh, because they are clearly people who are suffering from some sort of late onset schizophrenia of some sort and are talking about the voices that they hear in their heads and the way that it's causing them to be extremely paranoid Uh, about aspects of their everyday life uh this article uh maybe we can link to it in the notes yeah Uh, they talk about like um, imagining that his like family and neighbors are like putting on a show around him and like being on a plane and that the passengers are mimicking his behavior and that sort of thing which is very like creepy and like if I experienced that I would be freaked out, but like the main angle that I get, you know, and and he also talks to a woman in, in this episode who claims that these same voices and rays are causing her pain throughout her body, like electric shock type pain. And that, and like it just, and look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not only, am I not a radio technician or a meteorologist? I'm also not a psychologist. So, I can't like diagnose these people, but like it just sounds like it's like especially with Harlan who gets the most screenplay in this episode and screen time in the in the article like the it, it, it just sounds like there's people who have a stigma against mental illness and who don't like to be perceived as crazy and have developed these symptoms at a point in life where they, you know, have established an image of themselves as sane. And it's just very sad that, you know, they've fallen into this community that is, I mean, they're finding comfort in it in some ways, which is good, I guess. But it's just sad. And like Jesse was just going in like, this is amazing. I can't believe this is what an incredible experience. Thank you so much for telling us your truth. And it's just uh, kind of exploitative. I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, it's a thing you see with a lot of conspiracy related media. Is stuff like that? It's easy to run it by someone else or do a mm-hmm. little more research and be like, "Well, here's what it could also be." Right. And yeah, you never really see that with yeah. the conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura team.
0: No, absolutely not. And and you know, and I I had the same complaint when, funny enough, in the episode right before this one, the first episode of the series, the nine eleven episode, where he's bringing out you know grieving. Uh, spouses and stuff like that. And I'm just like that's gross. You don't yeah. need that shit.
1: Yeah, and in this episode, when he goes looking for people who are willing to talk, he ends up finding like the the owner operator of a little snack shack. Who, yeah, she's just like, yeah, man. People think it's the government. Then he talks to a snowplow operator who <laughs> says he used to plow the snow out by heart, and you can tell with that guy. I don't know. I I feel like he's gaining confidence in what he can tell Jesse Ventura without Jesse Ventura sounding skeptical. Yeah. Because it starts with him just being like, yeah, you know, I always thought it was weird out there. And then he's like, oh, well, when I, once I was at a bar and I overheard someone talking about mind control mm. and I went up and asked him and he was like, yeah, man, we can do all kinds of mind control. And it's like, nope, that's not how that would work. At all. <laughs> so yeah. I don't. I don't know if he needed. I feel like this was an unnecessary step. I get that you want to talk to the people who live near it, but also right. maybe they don't want to talk to you for the same reason the woman who bought Kurt Cobain's house doesn't want to talk to people, <laughs> right? Because they just want to be fucking left alone,
0: right? Yeah, and like, and yeah, I just think this episode could definitely have done without any sort of civilian, non-quote unquote expert interviews. I think the. Yeah, getting into the people who are uh, supposedly affected by this thing is just gross. There's
1: one really great moment where Jesse's interviewing the snowplow operator, and the guy goes, "You ever heard of that mind control the Russians use on their prisoners?" (laughs) And Jesse just goes, "Yeah." (laughs) Yeah. Moves on. It's like you don't need any other. Neither of you want to elaborate. And the guy, the guy sort of does. He goes, "They send out a frequency, and then people do what what they want." Sure. Okay. Can we get, can you put a link to a Wikipedia page on the screen or something? <laughs> this guy's dogs certainly seem to agree that something's sure. going on. It was a good boy. Because they are, they are losing their shit in the background. Yeah. So the last person they talk to is Dr. Begich, who is probably the leading authority on anti-harp information. He looks like the keyboard <laughs> player in an 80s new wave band, but in 2010. Right
0: uh and he says so cool is what you're saying he looks, he looks very
1: cool. cool he looks very cool he says we have this technology and that russia and china are pursuing it as well and he brings up that there is actually a 1977 treaty against manipulating the weather and i looked it up and yes it's part of the geneva sure. convention uh yeah so again it's cl- it's not that crazy
0: that I- <laughs> I guess, but that doesn't mean that it's possible. <laughs>
1: like, it doesn't mean
0: that it's impossible. Well, no, it do- I'm not saying it means it's impossible, but like, you know, shit, man. I feel like the Geneva Convention is just trying to be pretty comprehensive there. Like, Yeah, maybe. So
1: Dr. Begich demonstrates the mind control capabilities of Harp on Jesse Ventura. And here's another experiment where I'm like, yeah, but no, you're not. You're not actually doing what harp does. Because what he does is he attaches these piezoelectric pickups, basically. Like, those are what are in guitars. Guitar pickups are mm-hmm. that. And he, he puts them on Jesse Ventura's prominent jawline. And <laughs> then he pumps some, some music to it. And Jesse Ventura says he hears it like it's coming through the top of his head. Or he hears it in his head. Sure. That's not how harp works. That's not... No. How- that's not how the heart you. If if Absolutely that's how not. harp works, if I have to attach <laughs> receivers to my jaw
0: for
1: heart to pump messages to me, I'm fine. I feel like we can. Yeah, I feel like I, that's a, a intrusion into my life that I can avoid.
0: Right. Yeah, I would just choose not to do that.
1: And also, that's technology. I don't know how far we were from developing it by the time the show came out, but like that's a thing now. There's bone conduction Yes,
0: that existed earphones. in twenty eleven. Yeah. yeah. Not bone conduction earphones, but like thing and things like uh like a throat mic, you know, where you yeah. have like a microphone on your throat instead of on in your ear. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah that shit exists. Yeah,
1: Bose makes glasses that Sure. Then you wear them, it works using bone Absolutely. conduction,
0: but like in your, the area of your temples. Well, it's like you said, they're pickups. They're, that's, that's how pickups work <laughs> in electric guitars. That's what yeah. that is. Yeah. It's transmitting the signal through an electric cord to an amp. So I
1: do still think there's something weird about Heart. I just, uh, again, suspicion confirmed. They did not do a great job of uh, presenting <laughs> the theory in this yeah. episode. I don't think the, any of these experiments were that compelling. No, like, this one is not. A, again, it's not like if he had said, "All right, I'm going to show you how Harp works," and just pulled a fucking gun out of his pocket and fired a beam up at the <laughs> ceiling and it bounced back down and hit Jesse Ventura in the head. Right? And he was like, "Is that my Sharona?" Be like, holy shit! That is how
0: that is how Harp works. You did it, but this is not how Harp works. Also, which part of HARP? Oh, this is the mind control part. Okay, not the weather part. Okay. Look, it's probably missile defense if it's anything, and maybe that was even scrapped because Star Wars didn't work either. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I
1: could see it again, having been a missile defense thing that fell out of right use. At some yeah, that's point what I'm saying. Weapons, yeah, like weapons change, and uh, I do love Jesse's final conclusion as this episode ends, which is that a government program run by the U.S. Navy doesn't shut out a former Navy SEAL unless they've got something to
0: hide. Wow! And it's like
1: yeah, clearly they've yeah. got everyone has something to hide from Jesse Ventura. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely clear. <laughs>
1: But yeah, the government has stuff to hide. Of course they do. I don't This know is a whole thing. Is that how being a Navy SEAL works? You just show up and yeah. like, pull your challenge coin out of your pocket and you're exactly. like, let me in. I'm a Navy SEAL. Yeah, you flash your badge. Yeah. And then you get shot in the knee. Right. <laughs> so that's our episode, I think. Do yeah. you have any final thoughts on HARP?
0: No, I don't have any thoughts on HARP. Any, like, this is it. Uh, we, we've gotten them all on tape. I, I think en- it's weird. It's a I, cool place.
1: I do encourage people to watch the CBC documentary about Harp. We'll link to it yeah. in the show notes. They interview uh, a representative from Harp, piece of government guy, and he more than anything else will convince you that there is something <laughs> shady going on with Harp. Like, even the mind control stuff, when they ask him about it, he's like, Yeah, it's possible, but I don't know
0: what we would use it for. I mean, sure. That's convincing, honestly. (laughs) Like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of what I feel about it.
1: This this dude might as well be petting a cat during this entire interview. Like he is Uh, up to uh, something. He should be twiddling a mustache.
0: Yeah. My other last harp thought is that I would like to go there. I I think it'd be cool. It looks cool.
1: I would, too, until I, I feel like until I got there, yeah. I'd be like, all right, we saw a harp. Where are we eating tonight? Well, it's sure. Like, oh, no, this is I mean,
0: to eat a bear. This is something you have to contend to basically anywhere in the rural land, uh, uh like Alaska, that you want to you want to visit any sort of Arctic claim is going <laughs> to be kind of tough for, you know, I doubt they have a lot of like steak and shakes or anything up there.
1: Man, I fuck with a steak and shake. I think
0: it, it's gotten worse than it used to be. I don't think it's as good as it used to be.
1: No, but it's still pretty good. Can't so keep okay. one open in L.A.
0: I know they're all. They're not even twenty four hours in Indiana anymore. At least not Uh-oh. near me. Oh, oh come on! Bullshit. What's the
1: point of having breakfast then?
0: This is what is the point of a steak and shake that's not twenty four hours? That's my final thought on Harp. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I feel like Harp is the reason.
0: Yes. Oh my God! They they pointed one of their three hundred and thirty beams. At the stake of shakes. And they were like, no, you're closing. Yeah. Sonic did this. <laughs> oh, Sonic is behind those dastardly <laughs> fools at Sonic. They all know what they're
1: tampering with. Johnny Rockets. That name. I've always thought that was a government thing with a name like Johnny Rockets. Of Maybe course. Of course. So that's our episode. Uh, <laughs> next week we're going to do, uh, I think I'm going to put this episode out for free. Uh just cool. uh, this is one of the things we get up to when we do bonus episodes. Yeah. Hey everybody. <laughs> uh there are nine more of these floating around. The well the, the ninth one, tenth total, will be next week, which will yes. be a subscriber only episode. But uh we talk about Jesse Ventura a lot, and I feel like yeah. we're rounding third heading for home when it comes to covering this series.
0: Literally rounding third. Yeah. Third season.
1: Yeah, we've we've covered <laughs> most of the episodes. There's a couple stragglers that we haven't gotten to, which I'm sure we will. But uh, I, You know, if you
0: had told me like a few years ago that I would watch every single episode of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura from 2011, I probably would have laughed at your face. And yeah, here we are. I would have been like, I already did.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> you mean I'm going to watch it again? There's and no. you've watched more because now you've seen the
0: Police State episode. Oh, that's right. Well, no, I saw the Police State episode. Oh, it, it was happens. pulled after it aired. It I pulled. thought it was one that just didn't go to air at it was all. too
1: hot for TV. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that episode. Subscribe at patreon.com slash unpops Tech or right in the Spotify app yeah. if you want to uh, hear those bonus episodes. And uh, that's all I got to plug. How about you?
0: Uh, you can find me at Twitter at hi there hi Dar. I'm also on Letterboxd. I've been I've been really keeping up with my Letterboxd this year.
1: I don't know what that uh, is.
0: It's a movie review. It's like Twitter but for movie reviews, and it's not annoying. So, uh, yeah, sounds unlikely, but okay. You, I mean, look, it might be annoying if you follow me, but uh, <laughs> if we, but for, uh, in general, I don't have to look at my feed. So, uh, in general, it's a pretty good site
1: uh all right I think that's it let's get out of here Olivia say goodbye bye goodbye everybody we love you